Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. President Joe Biden is set to make a major political gamble when EPA releases two new draft rules that would force dramatic carbon emissions cuts in the electric power sector. As we talked about yesterday, EPA is expected to release those rules soon, and there will likely be legal challenges. But what we didn't talk about is how the political implications are already taking shape, and they're potentially massive. Going big could hurt Democrats in fossil fuel dependent states, feed into GOP criticisms, and prompt legal challenges that could reach the Supreme Court. But going small could threaten the country's ability to tackle climate change and alienate supporters the president needs in his 2024 re-election campaign. So today, Politico Zach Coleman on how Biden's big bet to take on coal power carries serious political risks. It's Thursday, April 27th. For President Biden, the risk of going too small is you miss your U.S. climate targets and then you upset your political base. I mean, he campaigned on climate change. He has vowed to go big and he has vowed to rid the power sector of carbon emissions by 2035. And you don't get there without taking some big swings on power plants. That is the second largest emitting sector in the U.S. economy. And to do that, you have to come up with some ways to limit emissions from natural gas, which even though it is still a fossil fuel, it has reduced U.S. power sector emissions because it has displaced dirtier coal. But again, it is still a fossil fuel that heats the planet. So you have to do something about that. And then the risk for him in going real strong, real big is that he plays into this narrative that Republicans are putting out there that Joe Biden's energy choices are making your costs go up, that he's taking away cheap fossil energy and making you replace your gas-powered cars with electric cars, your gas-powered stove with electric stove. And now, oh, by the way, your gas-powered electricity is going to be renewable. Now, that that is maybe a harder sell on the power sector because a lot of the grid has changed a lot already and people just generally don't know exactly what is feeding into their home, but it doesn't take away from the opportunity to message in a certain way and that can be salient with certain voters. Yeah, and to the latter point on risks of going too big, the Senate map is a part of that, right? So can you talk about just what this might mean heading into 2024? Yeah, well, think about who Republicans are really trying to message for. I mean, they're swinging for that independent voter, the suburban voter, the person who might stay at home because they don't like either of the two choices in 2024, for whether it's a Senate race or even the presidential race. And they're trying to get these centrist, middle-of-the-road voters to worry about their pocketbooks. This is kitchen table issues, and that is what they're trying to message on because everybody can see when prices are high and they feel it at home. It doesn't matter what your party is. You feel economic pain. And that is the message that Republicans are trying to drive home. Now, it is kind of contingent on a bet that prices will remain high. And that is not always the case. I mean, you've already seen prices come down a little bit since Republicans were spouting the same message in the run-up to the 2022 midterms. But 
that is who they're messaging for here. There are states like West Virginia, where you have Senator Joe Manchin on the ballot trying to defend his seat. Montana with John Tester doing the same. Ohio, Sherrod Brown, a Democrat. And even in Michigan, there's an open seat there. These are a lot of blue-collar workforces that Republicans are going to try to hammer this message home with. Got it. And then on the risks of going too small, which you mentioned up top with climate voters and young voters, just what is this forthcoming regulation? We've seen the administration also recently put forward a rule on auto emissions. I mean, what does this mean in context of Biden's broader agenda, climate agenda, especially? We've seen these IRA incentives, the clean energy incentives. Why does the kind of the regulatory teeth matter as well? When you saw the IRA get passed, it's historic climate legislation, $369 billion in climate and clean energy incentives. But the modeling showed that only gets you to 40% reduction below 2005 levels this decade. That is still below Biden's 50% target. And that's only if everything goes right. And rarely do things ever go completely right. Uh, they could improve. We've seen some early interest in taking advantage of these tax credits that are actually by some estimates, increasing the size of the credits and the government spending that go along with it. But again, it's tough to get everything across the finish line. So what is also needed to close that 10 percentage point gap between the IRA and Biden's goal are executive actions. And one of the bigger ones has been that auto rule proposal, which would make about two-thirds of new car sales electric by 2032, or zero emissions, but at this point it's mostly electric. And that would be huge, but you still need this other piece to get to that 50%, and that is the power plant sector. I mean, this is still, again, the second largest emitting sector in the economy. It used to be first, but it's going to be stubborn if if you don't have other regulations that come in to quicken the pace of renewable adoption and phasing down natural gas, or at least adding some sort of technology to capture the emissions from fossil fuels. I mean, that is also an option here. And it's certainly something President Biden talked about on the campaign trail is he wanted to give a lifeline to workers in the fossil fuel industry. And these technologies were one of the ways to do it, where you can keep using fossil fuels, but reduce the harm to the climate by adding carbon capture or hydrogen. Now, it's not necessarily proven that these technologies will work at a large scale. And that is going to be one of the legal jeopardies as well for this regulation. But it is certainly an option for at least proceeding with them. Also, on Wednesday, House Republicans narrowly passed a bill that would raise the debt ceiling, which included repealing several green energy tax incentives established under Democrats' Inflation Reduction Act. The measure is dead on arrival in the Democratic-led Senate, but it's primarily aimed at boosting Republicans' efforts to negotiate with Democrats as the country approaches its default deadline as soon as this summer. However, it's unclear if the House GOP plan will change the calculus either at the White House or with Senate Democrats. Both have stressed for months that they want a clean debt ceiling increase with no spending cuts attached. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power switch, and subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow.